How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Negligent, brought up Matt Carpenter, probably should have wished happy trails to one Nelson Cruz as well, who announced his retirement yesterday. For some reason, they're paired in my mind in San Diego just because... I wonder why. They were brought in <laughs> to be the two-headed designated hitter last year, of of which neither obviously uh, got the job done the way that they were hoping. But Nelson Cruz obviously goes down as one of the more productive DHs, hitters of his generation, uh, a late bloomer, obviously, in his career, but put up some uh, incredible numbers. And I thought uh, you were going to say, Nelson Cruz goes down as one of the worst Padres no. signings. I'm like, it's a yeah, million we're not, bucks. Yeah, a million we're bucks. Not, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be crapping on <laughs> Nelson Cruz today. Just going to wish him uh, good luck and congratulations. He actually made the announcement on the uh, the podcast of a friend of ours, the Adam Jones Show is where he made that uh, retirement announcement yesterday. So uh, Nelson Cruz heading off into the sunset. Uh, but uh, Matt Carpenter, yes, returns for another season and another $5.5 bucks for the San Diego Padres next season. Uh, yeah, I looked at his numbers yesterday. Pretty pretty monster yeah. career. 464 yeah. homers, four <laughs> silver, seven silver sluggers, or four, one of the two, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, dude, I mean... There's a reason he, he's one of Manny Machado's idols. He needs to be uh, in the game, and I, I'm assuming he will be in some capacity... Um, you know, for for Padres manager. No, I did see him uh, in a Dodger uniform about three weeks ago down really? at their at their facility, uh, working. Look with, at Nelly Cruz. Yeah, look at Nelly Cruz in a Dodger in a Dodger uniform, uniform down there uh, in their facility. I think in the DR, uh, working with some kids and stuff. So yeah, I mean, he is a he's a a, a baseball mind uh, for sure, and a really really good one, and has seen it all uh, out there. Really wanted. Bigger and better things for him here. Uh, was was pretty disappointed with how it all worked out. It was wild to me. I mean, I, as bad as as it was, I was like, man, we've we've given other guys a lot longer <laughs> leash than we gave Nelly Cruz, which was really weird to me. Uh, and so he's gone. He's retiring. And, uh, you know, good for him. Great, great career. Speaking of the Dodgers, uh, they did uh, announce a two-year extension for Max Muncy yes. yesterday. Yes, 
Woods, he's happy about that. He's the worst defensive third baseman in baseball. He's horrific. So. He hit like one-something last yeah, year. he hit some bombs. He, he had does his, he hit had, it hard when he, he makes contact. He, he hit some bombs, but he doesn't uh, He doesn't strike fear into me like he used to five, three, four years ago. If he's going to be in the league, you might as well have him be on the Dodgers. Yeah, you just, just keep double the hate yeah. all around. Yeah. Just is a comfortable. It's a comfortable fit for Woodsy. Yes, it is. To have Max Muncy. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just as the face, right. the yeah. face, yeah, the the face of a slightly possum. the right. annoying face of the Dodgers for you, and the face of a possum. Yes, correct, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They called George Jones the possum, but I think it's time to uh, change the the moniker. He's earned that one. I had to look it up yesterday because uh, I showed video. There was a possum on the field at the Texas Tech yeah, TCU game. Max Muncy running around. I saw that yesterday, too. And I wanted to know, what's the difference between a possum and an opossum? And I, I found out nothing. Uh, the same thing, right? Possum is just what you generally call it in common usage. Opossum is like the scientific, more clinical name for the animal, but it's the exact same thing. If you, if we were somewhere and you said, oh, look, there's an opossum, I would probably kick you in the shit. Yeah. It sounds a little formal, doesn't <laughs> it? it? Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a possum. I would yeah. not like that. It's a all. varmint. It's a critter. Varmint, yeah. yes. Things that you find in Texas on so, the football field yesterday. Tom says an opossum is an Irish possum. <laughs> <laughs> It's a possum that likes the red hot chili pipers. <laughs> An Irish possum. <laughs> it's genius. All right. We doing Hoffy or Big Ron first? Uh, let's do Hoffy first. All right. Here. So why is everybody mad at Trevor Hoffman? So if you haven't seen this or heard this, he did yesterday. He did a hype video for Josh Hader. And I saw people lost. Their minds. Does anyone remember that not anybody wants Josh Hader back here? So who cares? I wouldn't have cared if it was Fernando Tatis Jr. doing it for him. Like, I, it doesn't matter to me because nobody wants really to bring Josh Hader back because of A, what he's going to command, and B, how it all ended. You got to remember one thing, too. The baseball fraternity is just that's exactly what it is it's a fraternity it is trevor hoffman and josh Hader are probably ridiculously close friends like like boys they probably text each other funny memes and stuff they're the closers they stick together the bullpen guys stick together like these guys are a fraternity they're one of twenty thousand people to make it um nobody here in san diego really wants josh Hader back so why are we well, upset let's, let's at, play our, the, let's play at the, our Hall of Famer, beloved Trevor Hoffman? Let's play the audio here for people who haven't. Uh, and if you you can imagine what the video is, it's you know Josh Hader highlights yeah. essentially with Trevor Hoffman narrating. Um, by the way, if you want to call in and play Take on Woods, we're going to do that in a second. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. You can call now. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Last chance for our monthly prize. Get away to Las Vegas. So here is the hype video from. Josh Hader's, you know, agency that they've created for the start of free agency, narrated by one Hall of Famer, Trevor Hoffman. As a closer, we're given the most important opportunity for our team. Finish the game and secure the victory. The greatest closers in baseball are wired differently. Our heart rate stays level when the crowd noise decibels are booming. 
Our adrenaline pumps only when we need that extra edge. The game's greatest closers. You don't need to see the back of their jersey to know the name. Their presence is steady. Their presence is dominating. Their presence is defining. Our existence isn't defined by analytics or matchups. We strike fear in opposing lineups when we begin our jog out from the bullpen. Josh Hader defines the modern closer with his style, stuff, and toughness. He's been an all-star five times in seven years. He's the all-time major league leader in K per nine. He's the all-time major league leader in opponent's batting average. He's quite literally the hardest pitcher to hit in baseball history. There's a reason he's won my award three times. On behalf of all closers who have come before us, Pass the torch to the next generation of greatness. It's fantastic. Good. Somebody, the Braves. Kind of want to sign, sign Josh him. Hader now. Yeah, right. We should look at him. <laughs> That's good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah I mean, season. hardest pitcher to hit in baseball history. Now I want him back. Not I think for a hundred million dollars. No, I, I you think. Don't. I think. I think the argument is people are looking. Trevor Hoffman works for the Padres. Yep. And he's helping someone leave the Padres, essentially. There, he's already leaving. Okay, he was I, leaving. I'm not. I'm not done yet. <laughs> but ultimately, you're trying to do things that are going to help the San Diego Padres. If you make Josh Hader more expensive for another team, smart, and perhaps make it harder for them to sign a player that you actually do want to sign. Guess what, Trevor Hoffman is doing. He's helping the San Diego Padres. It's an interesting way to look at it. If he knows you're not signing Josh Hader, then it's in the best interest of the Padres to have Josh Hader be as expensive as possible for another team. It doesn't really it, it doesn't, doesn't make it doesn't, a huge it difference. It doesn't help but, our bottom line but, at all, but it 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 again. It also it also is a good thing to do. It makes Trevor, it makes the Padres by association look cool mm-hmm. and like you know what? All right, hey, this is a nice thing for them to do. It's a good organization. They didn't stop him from doing it. Makes you have, if you're an agent, if you're a player, a good feeling about the San Diego Padres to see them taking part in that. I think the the net positives far outweigh any negatives that, that could come out of a video being narrated by Trevor Hoffman in this situation. I'm not saying that because I like Trevor. I do, but... I'm not saying I'm saying that analytically, objectively, I think this is a net positive thing for the Padres organization to have Trevor Hoffman do this thing for Josh Hader. I'm saying that I'm that I like Trevor Hoffman and that he can do whatever. If he robbed a bank, I wouldn't tell you're, anybody. You're being less objective, yes. but you still agree with the point. Yeah, I, it's fine. I, I'm not in a. I'm not going to get on these airwaves or on my social media account and drag Trevor Hoffman of all people for narrating narrating a video. For his buddy, who's not going to be here. And who, by the way, you don't want here. Because you don't want to pay him because you don't have the money to pay him. And everything else that happened last year with I only do this and the media sucks and everything else. Good riddance. See you later. Have fun in Atlanta. Have fun in Philadelphia. Whatever. Hope it doesn't come back to us. But, I mean, for $120 million or whatever he's going to get, you could let... It could have been Peter Seidler narrating, and it would not have bothered me one bit. But because it's Trevor Hoffman, statue Trevor Hoffman, I could. I, I, I'm not. That's not a man I'm going to drag for that for helping out a, a, a buddy that's in his very elite fraternity. Keep in I, mind, I just though, can't. 
that the Padres now need to replace the hardest pitcher to hit in baseball history. Just another thing that <laughs> is walking out the door this offseason for the San Diego Padres. Correct. So, right. yeah, I, I, that was a big, big, that was much ado about nothing. Woodsy, remove yourself from the equation. It is time to play our final game of the week. Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. All right, James uh, is on the line. James, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday to you. Someone needs to stop Woodsy right now. He is on a roll, and we're looking to take him down. I want to put you into the final slot for our grand prize drawing getaway to Las Vegas, two nights at the Westgate. Tickets to Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That should be a fun show at the International Theater. You can get your tickets and VIP packages at Ticketmaster.com. Here are your categories to choose from to wrap up the week. We've got Dress to the Nines, five musical answers that include at least one number nine. A van down by the river, uh, five artists with a van somewhere in their name. And our new category, This Is Us, five song titles that include the word us. So James... Dressed to the nines, a van down by the river, or this is us. What would you like to play? Uh, this is us. This is us. Going with the new one. Okay. Uh, two little letters, one short word. Five song titles that include the word us. You'll have 60 seconds. If you don't know an answer, say pass. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the clock. First question is our two-second song. Polly is queuing up the music. Got to cue this one up, Polly. And uh, when he plays it, you need to give me the title one and the second. artist to score that point. After you go, Woodsy will come back with the same five questions. If you beat or tie him, we will put you into that drawing. James, I know you know how it works. I'm just waiting for the go-ahead. I'm ready. Polly is ready. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. You ready, James? Ready to go. All right, this is us is the category. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, James. Let's take on Woods. Good, I'll give that to you. The chorus to which NXS hit goes, I, I was standing, you were there, two worlds collided. Pass. Just a stranger on a bus is a line from which 1995 debut hit by Joan Osborne. What if God was one of us? One of us, correct. Originally just an instrumental, Grover Washington Jr. recorded his only hit in 1981 when he added Bill Withers to vocals to which song? Uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper recorded Shallow for the movie A Star Is Born, but Gaga also got an Oscar nomination for which other song from the soundtrack? The chorus to which NXS hit goes, I, I was standing. You were there. Two worlds collided. That's never tear us apart. You did get Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. You said Jefferson Starship, but I'll give it to you. It's all the same band. Uh, you got God is One of Us by Joan Osborne. Just the two of us is Grover Washington. And Always Remember Us This Way is Lady Gaga. That's two points. I don't know if it's going to be enough, but hang on the line, James. We'll, we'll see. Out. Woodsy can continue his tear lately on Take On Woods. Finish the week with another win. He doesn't get the category. We put 60 seconds back on the clock. Woods, your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on James. 
Nothing's going to stop us now, Starship. Correct. The chorus to which NXS hit goes, I, I was standing, you were there. Never tear us apart. Correct. Just a stranger on a bus is a line from which 1995 debut hit by Joan Osborne. What if God was one of us? One of us, correct. Oh. Originally just an instrumental, Grover Washington Jr. recorded his only hit in 1981 when he added Bill Withers' vocals to which song? Ain't No Sunshine? Incorrect. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper recorded Shallow for the movie A Star Is Born, but Gaga also got an Oscar nomination for which other song from the soundtrack? Uh, I know it. I, I can hear it in my head. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful song. Um... It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's a tough title, though. And you don't know, seem to know the category. Title, yeah, it, it is. Um, I love the song. Damn it. I'm going to die. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you already won three to two. Uh, that was Always Remember Always Us, remember this, us way. this Way. So beautiful. Nothing's going to stop us now. Never tear us apart. One of us and just the two of us. Is just growth. the two of us. Jam. But another win for Woods, James. Thanks for trying. But no one seems to be able to take down the champ. Sorry about it. Uh, I think we'll have a new prize uh, next month. So the handful <laughs> of people who got in early this month, will uh, one of them will get a call probably next week announcing they have won a trip to Las Vegas. I see Frankie Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And the Four Seasons. That's but uh, we'll have a new prize coming up next month for November. Thank you for playing, James. Uh, we got Don't Do This coming up next. Pauly has found oh my a club, God. I guess. This is from a week, maybe two weeks ago. How did we miss this? I don't know. It's one of the better... Um it's one of the better misspeaks you'll hear. Picture ESPN, talking heads, side-by-side, split-screen. Both home in their offices. Holy it's crap, fantastic. the flub that this man, it's Tom gra- Pelissero. It's so great. Right. So great. We'll get to that coming up next after a check of traffic with Kelly here on 97.3 The Fan. When the sun goes down and the band won't play, I love Remember us this way Lovers in the night Though it's trying to ride We don't know how to rhyme But damn, we try How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix And Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many 
times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, we have uh, no idea how to categorize our stories today on Don't and Do Do This. It happens. They just kind of... They're just all thrown into the bucket, as it were, today. And I got a couple of stories. Woods has a piece of audio that we're really looking forward to. <laughs> I was, um, I just don't even know what to make of this one. Did you see the Skip Bayless news from yesterday? Uh, was it about his movie? Yeah. 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 So when they were looking for a, a new co-host over the summer, and he was on hiatus on his Undisputed show after Shannon Sharp left... Skip Bayless really wasn't doing much. He did his podcast and, you know, a little bit. But he was kind of under the radar. What was he doing? Well, apparently, Skip was writing a screenplay for a movie. But we don't know what the movie is about. He simply says, the screenplay is entitled Savior. It's the second thing that I love, maybe to a fault. The weirdest thing about this screenplay is that I can't really remember writing it because it wrote itself in under a month. You can scoff at this, but I just felt powered by a higher power. I just wrote feverishly. For once, I really like and believe in everything about this screenplay, the creation of mine. I believe in the structure of it. I believe in the characters and their development. I believe in the dialogue. I believe in the action. And it is filled with some shocking action. Now, here's where it really gets kind of weird. He said, in the end, I believe in its controversy because it is extremely, extremely controversial. I have no idea if I could get this movie made because it is so deeply controversial on so many levels that I'm not yet comfortable divulging. And then that was it, other than the fact that it was also attached to possibly Lil Wayne starring in it. Okay, so, all right. Um, I don't know what to make of that. Is that, I mean, good for him for writing a screenplay. Why tease something... Call something so extremely, extremely controversial <laughs> I can't even tell you about it, but I would and, like to get it made as a movie. And I want to get it made. <laughs> I, I could go, I could probably say with certainty... That a Skip Bayless movie is not going to be good. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair. I mean, you thought. I mean, he's so passionate about it, though. He says it's like the second most passionate thing he's ever done in his life. You thought Matt Carpenter might hit twenty-five home runs. So maybe, maybe it's a good. Maybe it'll be the greatest movie of all time. I guess potentially it could be. What's the don't do this? I I don't know. Just calling something. Extremely, extremely controversial. So deeply controversial that I'm not even comfortable talking about it. But yet you wrote a screenplay, <laughs> and now you're talking about it. It's a very radio esque thing to do. It is uh, the the tweet of hey, big things coming soon. Big thing. I'm guilty of it. I haven't done it in years. We will say on the show from time to time. Oh, we got some good stuff in the hopper. Right, we got stuff coming. But I feel like it. Most of it comes to fruition. We always do. We, we do. Like, we are working on it. Correct. And nine times out of ten, it we comes. We execute. Yeah. He's a weird bird. Just <laughs> in general, he is. This piece of audio that Paulie has, I think it's a combo. I think it's definitely a combo of don't do this <laughs> and do do this. It's do do this because it it makes me laugh. 
DD Mega Doo. Paulie, the uh, principals involved here, Tom Pelissero. I don't know who he's talking to. Okay, he's, ta- he's got a guest. They're on. doing the split screen side by side, talking football. <laughs> And uh, Justin Tucker, the kicker, his yeah. name came into the conversation. Justin Tucker. And again, this was from like 10 days ago. Big leg. But I just saw it yesterday, and my God, this killed me. Ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old, uh, 60-yard field goal over the uh, off the uh, crossbar and through. Yeah, I remember that kick. He's. I do remember that kick last year. <laughs> Ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old, 60-yard uh, field goal. <laughs> That's one of the greatest flubs of all time. What are of all time things that my wife can say in twelve years? <laughs> Banging a sixty-year-old. <laughs> Thought of that repulses her. I'm repulsed for her. One more time. Don't do this. <laughs> Ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old 60-yard uh, uh, field goal <laughs> over the, off the uh, crossbar and through. difference between a 60-year-old and a 60-yard field goal. You hear him laughing and he's trying yeah, he to, he like, loses his train of thought. Ghosts of Justin Tucker banging a 60-year-old 60-yard uh, field goal <laughs> over the, off the uh, crossbar and through. How do you go on after that? You know what? Go to break. I'm done. Like you gotta oh, just step away. That's funny. You need a hard, hard reset. Banging a 60 year old, uh, 60 yard field goal. I love it. I love it. So, where's your mind, buddy? <laughs> Gilf films. Was what he are playing you? the Cougars? Sixty yes. <laughs> year old. Banging a 60 year old, uh, 60 I mean, yard field a goal. Yarder. I loved it. So much. Year old yard field goal. There's a lot of similar sounding consonants and vowels in the statement. All right, I'll I'll throw this one in as well. This is just personally would be one of the biggest don't do this is for me. I was reading a lot of, uh, there was a lot of pieces written about Bob Knight yesterday, including some from people who actually knew him pretty well, like Jay Billis. Says I had a friend. I was actually friends with Bob Knight. It was my most problematic friendship. I felt like I needed to defend to people why I was friends with him, and ultimately, I, I really totally I couldn't. But I liked the man I knew. I also realized he had a lot of problematic issues, and he told some stories like you could not talk Bob Knight out of something. Like he wanted to go to Applebee's once on the way to the game. They were calling a game. Game was in two hours. He wanted to go to Applebee's. Jay calls like the producer. They're going like, "You got to be. We got a game. You got to be here." He goes, "He wants to eat. Are you going to make it in time for the first tip?" I think so. I don't know, but he said that Bob Knight never wore a seatbelt. But then he also pretended not to hear the constant warning beeping that the car does when he doesn't wear the seatbelt and just drove as going ding ding the worst it's like it's like the death the death just the whole time you were in the car with bob knight it would do that and he would just pretend it didn't exist because he wouldn't he wouldn't put on a seat belt you could not talk him into it couldn't beg him into it please the noise is driving me crazy just click it it's not it's not the end of the world put on your seat belt wouldn't do it i saw this from rick riley i was i'm not a bob knight fan at all i mean some of the comments he made over the years are Awful. It make your hair. It make your hair fall out. Like it's crazy. Rick Riley said you could fit all of Bobby Knight's charm in a shot glass. 
One time he overslept an interview appointment with me, so he made me come up to his room and talk to him through the cracked bathroom door while he took his morning constitutional. <laughs> He's on the crapper. Hey, it's Bob Knight, live from the crapper. Rick, this is what I want to talk about. And he made him sit out there. It's not a, not a good dude. Not a good guy. That's don't and do do this. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Well, uh, our old friend Ron Fowler threw a little gasoline just on the Padres' managerial fire yesterday. (sighs) Sure did. Indeed. Was Boach ever a possibility to skipper the San Diego Padres again? Talk about that a little bit when we come back on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Do you think you're the biggest fan of the fan out there? Uh, prove it. The biggest fan contest is returning. Just visit 973thefansd.com slash biggest fan. Register your name and then listen at 9.15 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 5 p.m. during each fan talk show. If you hear your name called, call us back within 10 minutes. You'll qualify for our grand prize. 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in the Odyssey Suite. To watch the game with your friends and all of the fans' hosts as well uh, sometime next season. So you got to get your name into the contest, though. And then uh, coming up later this month, we'll start reading those names and registering potential grand prize winners in our biggest fan contest. It's going to be awesome, man. So much fun to watch a game in the suite. It really, really is a blast. Never get It never gets old. If you have suite tickets, you're like, oh, got to go back to the suite again. It's a blast. It really is. It's so much fun. That's where Taylor Swift would sit if she went to a Padres game. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. The sweet life. That's right. Sweet life. All right. We're going to talk about um, Padres managerial search and the, uh, well, the name that might have been on their list a couple of years ago, uh, coming up right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Well, you know, we know, we know Ron Fowler as, uh, the outspoken former owner of the San Diego Padres. He never held his tongue when he was the owner. And he's actually been fairly quiet the last couple of years after, you know, getting out and, and letting Peter Seidler take control of the team. Yeah. But uh, decided that he just just going to throw a little gasoline onto the fire here in a piece from the San Diego Union Tribune. Talking he was to, asked a question. And answered it. And he answered it. He did. It. He did not throw gas on the fire. And, uh, you know, Kraz went around and talked to some of the particulars, including Bochy's agent, Tony Atanasio. Talked to Ron Fowler, who said that he had uh, he recommended when the Padres were searching for a manager that they try to hire Bruce Bochy, bring sure. him back. And how seriously anyone in the Padres front office took that suggestion is a little bit up for debate. Uh, some say there was no contact made. Others say, Atanasio says, there might have been a quick phone call between AJ and Bruce Bochy. It certainly didn't go very far. And at the time, perhaps Bruce Bochy was still not ready to come back into the game. 
Or you can make it argued that he, maybe he was, but not with the San Diego Padres again, not under the current front office. We don't really know the answer to that question, but we do know that at least it was discussed, you know, at high levels, you know, behind closed doors, the idea of bringing Bruce Bochy back as manager of the San Diego Padres. Uh, the quote is this. It says, uh, Ron Fowler wanted Bruce Bochy very, very badly. Bochy's agent, Tony, how do you say it? Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum, said Wednesday. Said Fowler, Tony knew that I could only make a recommendation to the Padres as I no longer had a management role. And I did strongly recommend to AJ and Peter in separate calls that they interview Boach. I don't believe they ever contacted him. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I saw that. And as they say, the rest is history. I saw that yesterday and went, whoo, boy. Man. So, you ask the question. Spicy. You know the uh, you know the the you asked the question of would it have been different here with with Ron, with uh, Bruce Bochy instead of Bob Melvin and again you you made the point maybe he wasn't ready then maybe he didn't want to be here maybe he wanted to try something completely different uh, I think he made the right decision I would say uh, for him and Cy and everybody else that involved in that organization <laughs> it worked out pretty well good, well the, the spiciest job. quotes actually come from Atanasio who said, I think Boach would have gotten a little bit more out of the team when they needed to put it out, uh, he said. Melvin's a wonderful guy, knows baseball very well, but he's a calm, mellow, almost laissez-faire type guy, where Boach, he's calm and he's mellow, but you don't piss him off. Wow. Uh, I mean, now that's coming that's from Boach's agent. agent. You're always going to get the best possible framing of something from your agent, who's... You know, no, I don't think Boach would have been as good as Melvin in this job with the San Diego Potters. You're not going to get that from the agent. So take it for what it's worth. Um, you know, I, I don't really know. You know, the communication, a lot of people say there's no way Boach could have worked with A.J. Preller. If if Bob Melvin couldn't do it, then Boach would have never stood a chance. Sure. I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Boach could work with just about anybody. Boach can, Boach can hold his own in a room with anyone. AJ is so a, can Bob Melvin. He can, but I also got the sense from Bob that at some point he may have stopped trying with A.J. Preller. He didn't like the way the communications went with A.J. And just at some point threw his hands up in the air and goes, I can't really deal with this. I, and I did get that sense a little bit from Bob, especially this second season as the manager. Now, maybe any one of us would have done the same. And it doesn't absolve A.J., of course, of his role and any lack of communication, but I don't know that it ever would have gotten that bad with Bruce Bochy as manager. Bochy is very direct. He's going to say what what he means, but he also has a great way of making it okay for people as well. I mean, he went through a lot of bad seasons. Everyone forgets. Bochy had as many bad seasons or more with the Padres than he had good seasons, and he never, never really let it seem to get away from him. You know, he was a competitive guy. He hated losing, but somehow always managed to. You know, keep his cool, keep the you know, keep the ship moving forward, and and eventually get the Padres to where they wanted to go. Even when things weren't looking very good, fire sale years and more that Boach was around that that weren't great. The early two thousands were terrible, terrible years when Bochy was manager. But you know, kept going, got him back to the playoffs in two thousand five and two thousand six. That's really the question. If you want to go back and question something. It was that decision, I think it was Sandy Alderson at the time, when they let Boach go to San Francisco, brought in Bud Black. What what was the idea? What was going so wrong? I mean, they weren't taking that next step to winning playoff games at that point. 
maybe the expectations were too high within the own organization, like what this team should have done. Remember, those were those were teams that benefited from a down Dodgers decade. Not a lot of competition in the NL West. I think they won the NL West, what, at 83 and 79 or 82 and 81 year? They weren't, you know, Adrian Gonzalez was playing well, but they weren't. They weren't killer teams those years. They weren't World Series favorites. Yeah, they got clobbered by the Cardinals in the playoffs both years, but maybe expectations were too high. Maybe Boach was getting the most out of those teams possible. And the mistake back then was letting him go, letting him talk, not extending him and keeping him as a Padre for life back then. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to that. I All I can speak to is that, you know, the timing with Bruce Bochy here was also in question. Um, the opportunity for Bruce Bochy here would have been a different one uh, than he had in Texas. The relationship, I think, it was a different one. What was his connection to CY? Did they ever? Did yeah, he, yeah, he played for CY. Played, CY played for, for Bochy. Okay. Yeah, when he was with the Padres. So that, that goes a long way, too. I mean, that was a perfect storm. For Bruce Bochy, who was at home in Tennessee yeah. coaching T-ball and thought, you know what, man, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it this way. I like their plan. I like the guy, the pieces they have. I like the pieces they have coming up. I love CY. I trust him. Smart guy. And, you know, listen, I I can't if, – if we lament all of the things that, that could have been over the last few years, we'll drive ourselves – even crazier than we've driven ourselves already. <laughs> so, I was say, isn't um, that what we do? <laughs> that's pretty much what we do. You know, I can't believe we've extended him or didn't sign him, and you know, I can't believe we're about to trade Juan Soto, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that's we do that enough. Happy for Bruce, you know, happy for Bob, and now we see who the next manager of the San Diego Padres will be. We should hear, I would imagine, in the next few days. Um, that being said, I did see a report from John Heyman. Uh, yesterday, and again, he's just—I don't know what it is. He's a guy I take a grain of salt. That uh, you know, Ryan Flaherty seems to be uh, a name that would be very interesting as as the manager. What we've heard here on a local level is is the opposite that it, that Mike Schilt is is probably the front runner. Um, I don't honestly know. I don't know what my reaction would be if it was Ryan Flaherty. Again, nothing personal against Ryan Flaherty at all. I just know. Um, that it is managing your buddies is different than managing managing your buddies is a different type of vibe, right? Than than maybe a Mike Schilt could provide, or even um, you know a more experienced manager. I agree that we can't really evaluate what you know Ryan Flaherty is like behind the scenes, you know, with the players, and it may be awesome. I mean, we've heard good things. I do know that when he spent those days as interim manager last year, when I think Bob was out with the prostate yeah. cancer and Matt Williams had COVID, or you know, and, and they in Flaherty was the interim manager. Nothing bad happened during those t- those days when he was there. He didn't. This is really unfair, I think, of me, but just in my mind, he didn't really cut a managerial figure. In terms of presence, which, and, which because know. and also you know he, he wasn't, wasn't interim, he, he wasn't, wasn't a manager. It it could be very different once you're actually named the guy and you have the authority. You know, interim managers don't have authority to do anything. No, I, got and nothing. I, and I really go, I really do go back and forth on it because he's he's a former player, and you know that's probably important to a lot of those guys. We saw how it worked out with Jace. 
Uh, I think that's important to the guy. I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I need to stand by it. I do. Whoever the next manager is needs a fair shake. They need a fair shake from the media. They need a fair shake from the fans. Um, your initial reaction, everybody's initial reaction, and AJ has to know this. He has to know that if he if that's the decision he makes, that everyone's going to say immediately. Well, here we go again. Tingler 2.0, yes, man. You know, all of that narrative. And that that narrative may prove to be right. I can't sit here and say with any authority that it won't be proved right. It, to be honest, it would be my natural reaction yeah. to go, okay, here we go again, right? That that would be my first. Now the guy could be a wor- he could be a world beater, you know. He could absolutely. This could be the 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 next guy that is is on the fast track to success. I have I've managed no- a lot of games in my mind. Oh no! I have a, a now. He's been in the dugout. He knows these guys really, really well. Knows the organization. Uh, you know, him and him and AJ uh, have been tight before. So I, I just I can't sit here and say it's the wrong decision because, well, I mean, I thought Bob Melvin was unequivocally the right decision, and he's now the manager <laughs> of the Giants. So what do I know, right? And I. I he deserves a fair shake if it is him. Um, it would make me more comfortable as a fan to have Mike Schilt. I would be more comfortable. And you also realize that your comfort level is irrelevant. Absolutely. In this situation. 1,000%. But I do feel like I speak for more than just myself when I say that. <laughs> I, I do. Just based on what I've seen based on what I've heard, yeah, there's a faction of, of fans that are like, hell yeah, let's go. Flaherty, young, young, hungry. Oh, great. Okay, you can sell me on that as well. You're objective, though. I, if I, I told absolutely. you you could have Ryan Flaherty as manager or Skip Schumacher as manager. Skip Schumacher. But, but Ryan Flaherty will have more success over the next three years than Skip would have. Crap. You'd go with Ryan Flaherty, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not to. It doesn't matter who the name is. You want the guy who's going to end up having the more success. Yeah. You know, obviously, given what we don't know, we'd both want Skip Schumacher in there because we love Skip and correct. We believe in him, but there's no reason that we know that Skip would be successful here. If you told me, we don't know that Ryan wouldn't be successful here. If you told me Friar Phil would win a World Series, I'd say sign him up. (laughs) Okay. Does that mean what are we talking about here? I want somebody that's going to win. I want somebody that the, this stuff's not going to come out of the clubhouse anymore about we quit and we don't get what we need. I don't want to hear that in, in the year 2024. I don't. Un- unorthodox choice, but Hacksaw as the next Padres manager. If he could win the World Series, Done. I'll get on board with it. Absolutely. Candy Morales with a home run. Vladimir uh, Guerrero had key hits along, <laughs> excuse me, along the way. And the Angels batting order. Over the Padres. <laughs> Angels batting order. Okay, just talk about Joe me. Musgrove's outing. Yeah, how did Joe do? Wore out the uh, Red Sox pitching staff. Yeah. In. In. Uh, you know, anybody that can come in and, and get this team back to where they need to be. Uh, I'm all for See, it. they can communicate already. Yes. We know that they have a line of communication open right there. Pigeons, hacksaw. Morning, guys. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I uh, yeah, I mean, people in the chat saying if it's Flaherty, we riot. I've also seen people say, "All right, I like this. I like this uh, this move." But I don't know, man. We will uh, we will see. We will see what happens. I'm I'm. It's it's a it's not going to be uh, 
Isn't Schilt the most comfortable for for, sure. for AJ? He could also end up being the most tired looking, stale stuff in a few months if it's not working. Yeah, when he when he there's no guarantee with Mike Schilt, just like there's no guarantee with anybody else. Yeah. There would have been no guarantee with Bruce Bochy as manager of the Padres, correct? That it was going to work. I will say, when going back to Boch just for a second, I think it was passing. I read the the story of basically his recruitment and Chris Young going to Nashville and. Basically walking in the door and saying, this is our vision, and our vision is you as the manager of the Texas Rangers. Don't really have anyone else in mind. I think you're you're the guy, and the job is yours if you want it. And then the owner, uh, Hicks, what's his? No, not, not Hicks. Uh, He's gone. Well, who's the new guy? I don't know. He was the guy in the trophy ceremony. He says, Boach, is there anything that I can do to convince you to do this, to make it easier for you? Boch says, well, I got this big ditch in front of the house here that, you know, I can't get filled. It's like, I don't know, it's like 15 feet deep, and it was like 50 yards across. I don't know why he has a big ditch. says, done, and brings all this backfill material and fills Boch's ditch for him so he doesn't have to worry about that and can just take the job as manager of the Texas Rangers. The next time I negotiate a contract with Adam... <laughs> I'm digging the biggest ditch in front of my house. Be like, I'll sign, but you got to fill my ditch. Wait, 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 wait. wait, I want you out there with the shovel, filling it in for me. Yeah, how bad do you want me? Come fill the ditch in front of my house. Did Boach like test them? Like, what a do they want me bad enough to fill my ditch? ditch. Yeah, they they filled his ditch for him. I always pictured Boach as like Lou Brown. Like, I don't know. Guy on the other line about some white Sounds walls. Like, this is a job of Major League Baseball. You're, main, you're, you're get a chance to manage the Texas Rangers. <laughs> I don't know. I you feel this it. Ditch I, I to see fill it. In. I Shut up, Dorn. My wife's been after me to fill this ditch, and the guy's like, "I will fill the ditch right now if you sign." That's incredible. That was a Buster only piece, but yeah, Boat had a my kind of team, Charlie. That's my kind of team. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, that's incredible. That's incredible. I had no idea about the ditch, and I, I, I'm madly in love with that. <laughs> Feeling, again, because we just signed a new deal, I feel like we didn't ask for Adam to jump through enough hoops, right? So here we go. There we go. We will see uh, what happens in the next few days. I do think uh, I, all the interviews are done as far as we know, right? Everybody uh, that, uh, that Do we was... have any? I mean, they could be bringing – I would almost – Certainly guarantee they've brought in a couple of secret people we don't know about at this point. I bet we haven't heard the complete list of... Yeah, I don't think it's just Schilt, Flaherty, Niebla, and Gill. My guess is they've brought in at least a couple of people quietly that have interviewed for this job as well. Okay. Okay. Will we ever know those? If they don't get hired, we may never know who those names were. It will be... What if it's just a massive, massive surprise? will be hysterical. Like Jay Stingler was. Like but Jay even Stingler. with Jay Stingler, I had time to say who the who fudge the is Jay Stingler before he was hired. Yeah. Okay. But there are always last-minute plot twists, at least in most searches. All right, we are uh, halfway home. we got a lot to get to in the second half of Ben and Woods, including our friend Craig Elston. Trevor May is going to be with us to talk baseball. We're going to give away one more pair of Chris Stapleton tickets. Second half of the show as well. Stick around for more Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.